I would have 100% falling in love with Blanche if I had seen the show when it was airing. Like, if I had been alive, my lesbian ass would have 100% been in love with her for sure. I grab my drink, I gather my cats. Now let's talk about your favorite MILF. Listen, I know we're halfway through the year, almost, because, like, June's here. But I was thinking tonight, as I'm, before I started recording this, about New Year's resolutions. And here's the thing. I wanted to set a goal for myself for this year that I was going to read more books than what I read in 2021 and that I was going to write more than I wrote in 2021. The book thing is like, eh, right now. Last year, I didn't read that many books. The year before, 2020, I read so many books, especially because my brothers and I did like a bunch of challenges. So I read a bunch of them. And then 2021, work went back to normal. So like I worked a lot and I wasn't reading that much. And I didn't read as many books as I would have liked to read. And then, so I decided, you know what? One of my goals for 2022 is going to be to read more at least than 2021 and to write more than I did at the moment I have read four books in what we have of the year so I read less than a book a month and the thing is that I have to find like the perfect sort of mood to get into reading which is different than when I like turn on the TV and watch a show or watch a movie and there are times when I completely feel like that and I can like immediately read a book. Like I read uh, the Shit's Creek book so fucking fast. Um, because like I just started it and I was like, no, I want to finish it. It's so good. I want to finish it. And then I have another book that I've been reading and I'm halfway through it, but I can't finish it. Not because the book isn't good, but because I just like, I don't know. I can't. I'm hoping that this coming weekend I will be able to. I will have hopefully finished Golden Girls and I can like focus on reading. And then writing, luckily, I have been doing so much more writing because I'm doing something that I absolutely love, which is writing about TV shows. It's like my dream job, my dream career, you know, and I'm luckily doing it as a freelance for two magazines. One is Collider and the other one is Telltale TV. And I am just so, so, so happy. Um, for Collider, I've been writing lists and you sort of just like pitch ideas of what kind of lists you want to do. I've had like seven of them approved, four articles already written, three that I have to write. Uh, for Telltale TV, I write reviews, lists, news. Like it's just so amazing and I'm having so much fun doing it and of course like I do it on my extra time like between both my jobs and just like on my weekends and stuff like that but it just makes me so happy it's like what I've always wanted to do and I didn't really know that it was what I always wanted to do like I've always known I want to write and writing makes me really happy and you know it's my one thing that I've always done and what I've always wanted to do and hopefully one day, you know, write a book, publish a book, all that stuff. But I never really thought like, oh, hey, 
I could actually be writing about TV shows. Like, there's a bunch of magazines that write about them, like entertainment writing, all that stuff. And I saw on Twitter one of my friends, she actually started uh, doing lists for Collider as well. And, you know, I went into the magazine and I saw that they were still taking more people and stuff. So I applied and um, I went through all their training and they took me in and I've been writing for them. And then while I was doing that, I was also looking for other magazines that kind of had uh, openings for freelancers or contractors or whatever it was, contributors. And I found Telltale TV and it was such a perfect thing because it's different like I get to write more than lists I get to do reviews about shows that I love like I did the a few episodes from Chicago PD in the finale I wrote about the equalizer about heartstopper like things that I genuinely care about and writing about these things I was like wow I wish I could just do this for the rest of my life like I just want to write about TV because it makes me so happy and my family was even saying it like, wow, you've been writing so much more and you're writing so much about things that you love. Like I got to do an entire article about Olivia Benson that went published this week. And I was like, what? Like, it, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. But it makes me so happy. And this has allowed me to write much more than I did last year. Last year and at the beginning of this year, I wrote a lot of fan fiction, which I have to go back to because... I, I enjoy it and I miss it. Like mostly towards the end of last year, I wrote a, a lot about uh, Ted Lasso and I have like an unfinished Ted Lasso fan fiction that I want to get back into. And then when I started writing for this magazine, so obviously I've been writing more than I was writing last year. And it got me thinking because I was just thinking like I added the Sheets Creek book into my list because every year I keep a list of um, the books that I read. So I added it and I was like, well, I'm so behind. Like I should be reading more so I can read more than what I did last year. Honestly, I'm not that far from what I did last year. I think last year it was either 12 or 13 books. So I'm not that far behind from that. I know I can pass that. So I'm hoping that this other half of the year I can focus on that and read more books. But as I was thinking this, I was thinking about New Year's resolutions and um, how crazy they are, you know, like we always feel this pressure when the December 31st comes and January 1st comes of like setting all these new resolutions that we want to do and be like, oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I think that it's kind of toxic because we're just pressuring ourselves to do something because we said we were going to do it on New Year's, you know? If you hear the door trying to fall, it's my cat sliding her paw underneath the closet door trying to get my pajamas her little paws anyways i feel like if we see them as new year's resolutions we're putting that pressure on us like oh it was our new year's resolution we have to do it we have to do it and maybe halfway through your resolutions you realize that you're not enjoying that or you don't want to do it anymore or you're done you know so for me it's just better to set certain goals as the year goes by like oh i don't know by the end of may i want to do this or i want to try that so that's why i said like my goal for this year was to read more and write more i feel like the write more goal i have accomplished it even halfway into the year and the reading one is sort of like still building up i'm hoping that it's going to build up so much that i go over what i did last year fingers crossed but you know i was just thinking about it
I don't know why it got me thinking. Like, honestly, I was watching um, the new season of Stranger Things, which I'm about to finish. I have, like, an hour and 14 minutes left or something like that. And while I was doing that, I was writing the Shit's Creek thing, and I started thinking. Like, my brain was not totally focusing on the last episode, so I had to pause it because I don't feel as connected to this season as I did to the other three. Like, I remember when Stranger Things first came out, and we were living in Mexico with my family, and we all watched it together. And then, same with season two. And it's like, we were so into it. Even up until season three, I remember that I was into it. I watched it when I lived uh, with my ex. But I don't feel that same connection to this season. I, some parts were even boring to me. I don't know why. Like, I think there's little things that are really great. And I don't want to say them so I don't spoil for whoever hasn't seen it. Because I hate spoilers and I don't want to do that. Like, I hate being the one who spoils. So I don't want to do that. And lucky for me, I hadn't seen that many spoilers for this season before I started watching it so I'm like discovering everything as it goes and part of it is just like boring to me which is kind of disappointing because I was so excited for this season and I just wanted to watch it and like I started watching it with my parents when I was over at their house for the weekend and then I got back home and I just like kept watching it and it's like oh no it's it's not what I expected I don't know why um I guess like it's the tone is completely different like it feels like a never-ending horror movie which I don't really enjoy like I like horror movies but I want them to end I don't want to watch like seven episodes that are over an hour long of horror movies you know like I, I, I don't want to do that um, so there's that and then there's other little things that just sort of like eh. But we'll see. The second part is supposed to come out in July. So maybe then it will like pick up and I will feel like that connection with the show as I used to feel. I don't know. But I'm excited to finish episode 7 tonight and then keep watching Golden Girls. Because I'm on season 7 finally. The last one. And I want to finish it because I want to move on to other things and I want to watch other things. But at the same time I don't want to finish it because it's been such a great show. And the thing is, I had seen a couple of Golden Girls episodes here and there, but I never watched it all like in order and in one go. So it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, I know I've said it before, but I'm 100% Dorothy is like her sense of humor and her way of just like being in life. Same. And then I would have 100% falling in love with Blanche if I had seen the show when it was airing like if I had been alive my lesbian ass would have 100% been in love with her for sure but bringing it into the century I want to talk about this week's MILF which I was thinking about her and I don't remember why I added her to my list not that she's not worth it but I created this list like a long time ago my brothers helped me out so I don't know if it was like my suggestion or one of my brothers I don't know but we're talking about Rachel McAdams. And the funny thing about her is that when I watched The Notebook and when I watched Mean Girls, I did not put two and two together and said like, oh, it's the same actress. I don't know why. Because now as I'm thinking about it and I can see her face, 
in both movies in my mind or like a description of it because I'm not the kind of person who sees images we can talk about that another time um they their face is literally the same the only thing that changes is the hair but back then when I watched both movies I didn't realize it was the same actress and I remember that when somebody told me I don't remember who I was like what the fuck no and then I realized yeah it is the same actress which is freaking insane because the characters are like nothing to do with each other which I mean I guess that's the point of being an actor and being a really good actor is that your characters are not the same and you can play both of them and she truly did that she she really did um and obviously I have seen a lot of her like movies and rom-coms and whatever but she's not an actress that I'm like 100% a fan of like I will definitely watch her movies because I think she's really good she does a lot of rom-coms and that's my kind of shit so I will watch it for that reason um she did one with Channing Tatum uh, in which she loses her memory. They're in a car accident and she loses her memory and he has to make her fall in love with him again. That one is so cute. So, like, those kind of movies I really, really like. Obviously, Mean Girls is so fucking good. Like, I feel like it's just a legendary movie, you know? Like, you need to know about Mean Girls. You need to have seen Mean Girls at least once in your life. I haven't seen it in a while, but... I've seen it so many times and it's so good and Lindsay Lohan is so good in it too and I'm so excited for Lindsay Lohan's comeback because she has so many movies coming out so that's really good but the movie's really good it has its funny moments and all that stuff Tina Fey obviously is a genius and I saw the Broadway show when it was on Broadway of course um, and I didn't like it that much I don't know why like don't ask me but there were some things that I was like nah I don't not like this show it was not what I was expecting it wasn't bad but it wasn't what I was expecting I think and it could not compare to the movie of course and then the notebook the notebook is obviously a novel by Nicholas Sparks and I grew up reading Nicholas Sparks books because my mom used to read them my mom used to read a lot of Nicholas Sparks and Daniel Steele so I grew up reading those books I remember that when I was very, very young, I didn't want to read books in English. And then I got to a point in my life when I didn't want to read books in Spanish. And now I read both. But when I started reading more books in English, I got into Daniel Steele and Nicholas Sparks. My favorite book is actually by Daniel Steele, which is called Special Delivery. Amazing. But um, as I was reading a lot of Nicholas Sparks books, I hadn't read The Notebook and I had seen the movie. So I was like, oh, I really like the movie. It is an amazing movie. It's so fucking sad and you're going to cry your eyes out and you need like a hundred boxes of tissues, but it's worth it because it's really good. So because I liked it so much, I didn't want to read the book because I didn't want to end up like liking the book a lot and then judging the movie. And then I didn't want to judge the book because I liked the movie a lot. It was like, you know the dilemma but then um I was like okay whatever you know I'll give it a chance and I read the book and actually I'm really glad that I did because it's one of those miraculous instances in which the book and the movie are basically the same basically the same and it doesn't happen a lot with Nicholas Sparks books and movies they change so many things in them 
that sometimes my mom and I would leave the uh, cinema and be like, what What the hell? Like, it, it didn't match up. But when I read the notebook, it was almost like word for word everything that had happened in the movie. And it was, like I said, a miracle. Because usually when a book goes into the big screen, there's a million things that are changed, erased, whatever. Because obviously you have to fit all those pages into a certain amount of time. So you kind of expect things to just be completely changed, um, you know, adapted to the screen. And a lot of times that means that many things are erased, changed, whatever it is. But in this case, it was basically the same thing. And it made me so happy because I really enjoyed the book and I really enjoyed the movie and they both matched so good that I wasn't disappointed that I actually took a chance and read the book. But that doesn't like always happen, you know? And you have to be extra careful when you really like a book if you're gonna go watch the movie or the TV show. Like right now, I know there's talks still about um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo making the mini C no, the movie. Here's why I confused, because a lot of people wanted it to be a mini series so that every episode could be one of her husbands, but it's actually gonna be a movie. And I am so terrified, like I know we talked about this before, I am excited because I wanted them to actually do something with the book because it's such a great book. Like up there with Special Delivery, it's one of my favorite books because it, it was wonderful. And I actually want to reread it this year because I read it on my computer, but then I got the physical copy. So I want to read the physical copy this year. But I am as excited as I am, I'm as, just as terrified because what if they fuck up, you know, like really? And then there's all these people on Twitter, you know, doing their own casting and this and that. And they always end up casting some wide ass woman to play Evelyn when Evelyn is freaking Latina. So if they cast a white woman to play Evelyn Hugo, I ain't even watching it. So I don't know. It drives me crazy. So I am terrified and I'm hoping that it's not one of those instances in which the movie ruins what the book is. Obviously, they're going to have to crop a few things out because the book is so long and it has so many things in it that would not fit into a movie unless you do like Zack Snyder and do a four hour long movie like Justice League. Unless you do that, you cannot fit the entire book into a movie. But I hope they don't fuck it up, please. Just like Rachel McAdams did not fuck up her career because she has done so many different characters and it has been so amazing to grow up watching those movies. Like for me, it was just great that I didn't realize that she was the same girl from The Notebook and Mean Girls. That's the magic of growing up watching movies, I guess. Like you don't never know what's happening. And then you realize and it's like your mind is blown and it's beautiful. And I hope she keeps doing rom-coms and all that stuff because it honestly makes me so happy. Like I mentioned last episode, I really, really love rom-coms and I want them to keep coming back in good form, not just like crappy ass rom-coms. So I hope that whatever Lindsay Lohan is working on, because I know some of them are rom-coms, are going to be good. And you know, it's the comeback that she deserves because we all deserve to have her back like we all grew up watching her you know 
And it was nice to see her working with Rachel McAdams. Absolutely. They, the, their pairing in Mean Girls is just fabulous. And it's the kind of pairing that we deserve to, to keep having on the big screen. Um, I don't know if anybody who's listening, this is watching Stranger Girls, Stranger Girls. Oh my God. I was thinking about Mean Girls, Stranger Things, but like, let me know your thoughts. Maybe I'm the only one who felt this way about the season. So I don't know. Just let me know. And you can comment on Instagram or Twitter. Just tell me your thoughts because I want to know what everybody's thinking about this new season. Our drinks are empty. Our cats are ready for a nap. So join me next week and let's talk about your favorite MILF. And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast, let me know what you think of this, and let's help other lesbians find us, other cats join us, and let's keep talking about your favorite MILF.